Coming up, an internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher, intuitive coach, Reiki master, and best-selling author working for world peace. But first, welcome to Imagine Peace, the podcast that invites you on a transformative journey toward a world filled with harmony and understanding. Together, let's ignite the flame of peace within ourselves and radiate it outward so we can have a future where unity prevails. This is Imagine Peace, where dreams become reality. Join us as we explore the power of compassion, the beauty of diversity, and the potential for positive change. Welcome to Imagine Peace, brought to you by 10 Million for World Peace, with your hosts, Marbeth Dunn and Terry Angel. Our guest today is internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher, intuitive coach, Reiki master, and best-selling author, Kamari Mullen. Kamari was a civil rights attorney when her father died of cancer, and that inspired her to master energy medicine to ease suffering and heal holistically. Kumari hosted a TV show entitled Bliss with Kumari on Divine Spirit Network and Co-Creations Activations on World Puja Network, a leader in empowerment radio. And I want to add that this lovely lady is a director of 10 million for world peace and one of the three masters leading our monthly healing circles. So welcome, Kamari. Thank you so much, Marbeth and Terry. You have become my dream team with uh, 10 Million for World Peace. I'm just thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to be here. Thanks. Well, Kamari, I know that your work includes critically acclaimed courses on energy healing, intuitive and spiritual development and manifesting. So tell us about your Divine Human Institute. Well, many years ago, I think it was 2011, um, I had been teaching healing, energy healing, Reiki, grounded ascension work, uh, teaching meditation, animal communication. All these things opened up through my meditation with my spiritual masters. And um, when 2011, 12 came around, I was given this body of work that um, was to be called Divine Human. It's a course. It's now a year long. It started out as six months. <laughs> I was told to teach it. And I had two modules, the first two classes. And I was told to teach a six-month course with only two classes in my uh, repertoire at the time. But the rest came in in divine timing, as you all know. So um, I realized that the, the container for that should be called Divine Human Institute. And uh, it's the container for all my courses because they're all about merging our humanity with our divinity and living from both equally, embodying both equally. So, um, yeah, I've been at this a while. I would say I talk, I, I would say I specialize in energy alchemy for soulful evolution. That's my crunch down, all the things I do, <laughs> because all of it is teaching the ability to open up to our soulful self, the rest of us, our, our aspects that many of us have shut down over the years. Not you guys, of course, but <laughs> but um, many people need to reawaken those aspects. And I don't think they're unusual just to us. I think everybody can open to those divine gifts and divine qualities. 
I am so happy that you are on this mission with 10 Million for World Peace. Can you tell us about how your work that you do impacts peace? It's interesting, Terry, because um, at first I didn't claim or call myself a peace worker in any shape, but I, I realized over the years I knew that's what the results of all the spiritual work and the energy healing work was, that people were having extraordinary states of deep and lasting peace. And anybody who'd studied with me for a while, that was the most common thing they would say. Not always that they could open up their intuition or that happens too, but that they, or heal their body of everything, you know, uh, although a lot of that happens, but the most frequent common denominator was they would say, I have so much peace. I have so much peace. So I had to claim it at some point. And also I didn't call it that because I wasn't out there on the political side of things. It was all about, for me, peace is an inside job as it is for all of you. And yet I knew it was time to step it up, which is why I joined 10 Million for World Peace, because I knew that we had to collectively shift. It wasn't enough to do our own spiritual work, even though I've been teaching for 30, oh my gosh, I just added up the other day, 36 years <laughs> I've been at this. But it, it, it wasn't enough for us to do our own work or even for me to just teach in my course work. It felt like we had to come together at a higher level. So I know the work all along has been building world peace because through each person that shifts into a more peaceful state, of course, there's a higher vibrational coherence that impacts our global consciousness. So I know we've all been working to that end, no matter how you label it. I just uh, wouldn't have called it that years ago. Yeah. So Kamari, what does world peace mean to you? Um, I like to think that it is a cessation of all war, but it, I see it as so much bigger than that. I, I believe it's, it's we live in this both and place. I've been teaching a lot about, you know, that we're no longer in this either or place. That, that it's no longer acceptable to um, to go to aggression and war as a res as a solution for anything, you know that it's completely like out of our mindset as a possible solution, and um, I I believe inside as we align more and more and attune more and more to our inner state of peace and we begin to share that outwardly. Um, that that is possible for the outer to change, but it always happens, of course, from from our inner state and our inner vibration. And by vibration, I mean some total of our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and our consciousness. And it's it's more than just intending, right? It's more than just intending peace. I think there's a ton of people who are hoping for peace, but um, I think the next step is that we align with the vibration of peace and we do that in increasing numbers. So when you said, how, how does it impact the world? I remember years ago, I started doing global healings, for instance, and they were healing pets and people. And I started asking as I was doing them over the years, what, what are we, what are we changing? What's shifting? Help me to know, see or feel what's shifting. Right. And so I started from the beginning to get a, a visual a clairvoyant visual, if you will, of people, it was only maybe a couple hundred people around the world and their animals, 
But um, I started seeing points of light. That was the first thing that was happening. And then I started seeing um, those points of light with connecting lines, like grids of light starting to form. And then finally, towards the latter years of doing the global healings, I started to see a whole field of light around the earth from all those points. In other words, they, we were connecting to each other that, that were in the meditations and the healings together, but eventually I saw that expanding to creating actually a field of light as, as it went. So when I say, how does it impact, you know, part of me says, well, I have no idea really. I, have, I know many individual testimonials of people moving and shifting their lives into really beautiful peace states and I can see it. They look younger, they look happier. They are, you know, feeling happier and healthier, but, um, I think globally we're impacting the field of energy that surrounds and supports the earth, including our own human fields. So I think it's big. <laughs> it is big. And oh my gosh, thank you for all that you're doing. So I know that you mentioned it, but I just wanted to put it out there and ask, do you think peace is possible? Well, yes. uh, I, um, I think everything is possible. You know, in the field, the unified field, I think we have a million choices, what we can co-create. It's all co-creation. And quantum physicists, as you all know, they've been pointing out more and more details about the scientific explanation of what all the wise ones and sages throughout the centuries and eons were teaching us that there's there's this field that exists that is pre-matter, pre-form. And we can all tap into that and everything is in there, but not yet in form. So it does matter what we outpicture. Everything is an outpicturing. So the more and more of us that are outpicturing, and I know there's many other groups besides us, and I mean, I'm just amazed how many people are waking up and practicing meditation and peace habits, you know, in addition to our seven minute meditations every day, but um, I think the I think there will be a tipping point, and I sh I sh just came across this. I'd love to share what happened. Oh, please do. Um, I received a channeling from the seraphim, the top level of the angelic realm, and this was January a year ago. And I I would never I don't know how I found it, but it was magical for this podcast because I knew I was supposed to uh, share it. It wasn't filed in any particular way that I could find it. And so the seraphim came into my field and they said, we're here to create a new order. You've heard of chaos theory. There is a peace theory beyond polarity. There doesn't have to be such opposites and contrast and push-pull and polarity and duality. Everything can be loved back into wholeness, unity, consciousness, harmony. The concept of polarity is dissolving. And oneness is overriding it. Yet the key to this massive shift in consciousness is realizing that this era of peace is not happening out there or to you. It's happening through, through, through us all. Peace must happen through us. So they went on to say, you are all the great levelers, balancers that are able to bring love, harmony, balance, and peace to the world. So... This reminds me of one of my favorite Rumi quotes, out beyond the field of right and wrong, I'll meet you there. 
you know, that we have to get beyond this push-pull, this right-wrong, this either-or, and open up to that space where we can hear each other and not immediately go into opposites. And But, but we need to be held in that space because it's new for all of us. So I do believe there's an aligned action that we all need to take to reach that. It's not like, oh, the angelic realm or source is just going to wave a wand. I, I believe that we all have... Um, action steps <laughs> to pull that off. And it's on all of us to uh, come together to do that. So even though that was a beautiful year ago, I, I think there's too many people just waiting for something to happen versus, you know, they can hear a beautiful uh, channeling speech like that and think, oh, I'll just sit back and wait for peace. <laughs> that's not really it. And I think that's why I had to join you, you all in 10 million for world peace, because it was that daily call to action just give seven minutes you know and speaking of action steps kamari let's talk about meditation mm. do you think why or why do you think meditation might be important into moving towards this global oneness and unity well whatever ways that you meditate or whatever you call it um this was, of course, my training from my teacher. She was a meditation master from India, my first spiritual teacher. So I was steeped in, oh my gosh, thousands of hours of meditation. So I do believe in it. Uh, it has complete, I mean, I used to be a lawyer. So right there, it tells you something was up. So through that process of stilling the mind, we begin to understand our true nature, which is way beyond the personality and the egoic desires and the programming that we all got that may be leaving us, you know, not feeling very peaceful <laughs> or kind or compassionate, whatever we're cultivating. So meditation is a way to unmask or unveil our true nature and our true self. And so we all need to understand our potential as a soul and as a divine human. And meditation is possibly the best way to do that that I know of in any form and more and more I know one of your other podcast uh, interviewees Barry was saying he's finding more and more he's in meditation all the time now and I'm finding that too it's it's not a separate practice it's I am peace I am meditating I am healing you know I've become that vibration and all I have to do is kind of to ching but it's from many, many years of practicing that it's become part of me. So it depends on where you are on the journey, what that looks like, why meditation is important, but it's pretty much the best way to everything we want <laughs> is having some kind of stillness practice. Yeah. I think so. And and I think so many people think that that we have to sit down in a lotus position in order to meditate, but we know that's not true. And there's so many different kinds of meditation, which is why we lead a guided meditation, making it easy for people to follow us and just for seven minutes, but you could go out for a walk in nature. That's yeah. a beautiful meditation. Yeah, I agree. And it's more and more my meditation room. <laughs> it's my garden. <laughs> so beautiful. And it reminds me of a quote that I just heard we don't manifest what we want, we manifest what we are. 
So being peace, being meditation is manifesting more of that in the world. Thank you. Yes. And, and no, it's actually for everything that we want, not just a peace. Peace obviously is huge, but uh, all the things in life that, that wouldn't, we think would make us feel happier, safer, more joy. Um, it all stems from that meditative muscle, if you will, that takes us into the vibration and, and raises up our, our very essence. And so everything starts coming that has that higher vibe. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's so important that people don't don't resist it or if they start to really feel that they're resisting sitting still to meditate, get up and go out and work in the garden or take a walk, you know, yeah. put on some some um, meditative music. Just they're all different ways of getting into that meditative state. It's One of my favorite um, practices uh for meditation is, well, for everything, is chanting, for peace, for er, all the good results that we want, is chanting. And uh, music for me, and the vibration, the focus of having the Sanskrit words for me just instantly stills my mind because thousands of years people have been chanting those, you know, praise to God in a million different ways. And it brings me into my center in such a joyful way that then I can meditate, you know, so... Yeah, it, it's it's also about finding what works for you and how you come into that. Some people need to exercise. They're too busy-minded. But after exercise, they can sit, you know. And the exercise, exercise itself can be the meditation or it can be the, the calming prior, uh, practice that brings you able to sit, yeah. So one thing I learned in yoga was that if you exercise before you meditate, you can go very deep. It helps a lot. Even at just a few stretches, it doesn't have to be major <laughs> yogic poses, but really just getting into your body a little bit and opening it up helps tremendously. And even chanting, I've played with my mastery, I teach an energy alchemy mastery class. And with those students, I've played with time, just like we're doing with the meditation, shortening, shortening. You know, we're not saying we need to do it hours a day. We're saying seven minutes. We can tap in, set the space, and the vibration and move on. And it's the same with chanting or any practice. I'm shrinking the time that I spend to see what I really truly need. So I can chant for just 30 seconds a minute and my state is already changing. And I'm showing them that it works for them too because, you know, we all have that saying, I'm too busy, <laughs> I can't find the time. And really the truth is we all can find a few minutes here and there, yeah. So beautiful and so delightful to talk to you, Kamari. So excited that you are part of this mission. Can you tell people how they can reach out to you, please? Yeah. Um, I am at KamariHealing.com. That's my name, my spiritual name, Kamari. That's K-U-M-A-R-I, healing.com. And I have a beautiful free audio there that um, also was channeled years ago about opening the higher heart chakra, aligning it with the throat and the higher chakras, because um, this is, you know, in this era of the great shift in consciousness, there's new energy centers opening. And so the more and more of us are in this higher heart aspect, the easier it is to use that intention for peace, to have a lot of oomph and power behind it, because our own energy fields 
are more opened and aligned to those higher vibrations. So it's um it's a beautiful gift if you visit. Uh, it's right on the homepage. You can sign up for that, and uh, then you'll be in my flow. <laughs> well, we're so grateful to have you as part of Ten Million for World Peace. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed what we're doing, and I see big things for for the future. So, so join us at 10millionforworldpeace.org and we will see you next time. Imagine Peace is brought to you by 10 Million for World Peace. Join our daily seven-minute guided meditations for world peace and monthly healing circles at 10millionforworldpeace.org. Together we can create a peaceful, happy planet.